Hey guys, welcome back to the Wisdom and Stuff podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Boucher, and this is where we cut through the Christianese and tradition-based thoughts that hinder us from the limitless lifestyles that we as actual children of God are designed to walk in. So let's go ahead and dive into the Word and see what the Holy Spirit has for us today. Well, hallelujah. Um, welcome, everybody, to Wisdom and Stuff podcast. This is Daryl Boucher, and I uh, just want to welcome today. It's a great day. This is the day the Lord has made. We're going to rejoice. We're going to be glad in it. We might as well. You know, it's if we got a choice to just rejoice every day, we might as well just do that. Just bring the joy into today. It's not, it's not like we have to really, you know, wake up with such a great, you know, whatever. It's that we choose. We choose not only you know, how we feel, but we choose what we are stewarding into the day, into the day. We choose what we're bringing in. And, um, when it says, this is the day the Lord has made, let us rejoice and be glad in it. That means that we actually begin to govern the day with joy and with praise. We get to govern the day, uh, with, with, with the kingdom of heaven that's on the inside of us. It's not like we're waiting for the day to, to you know, make us happy. We're not waiting for the day to, to you know, give us a reason to rejoice. We literally carry joy into the day. We literally carry, you know, this, uh, uh, things into the environment. We shift the environment. Uh, you know, when Adam and Eve, when they were created, God told them to have dominion, them to have authority. He told them name the animals. He told them to do all these different things, and uh, and they were the ones creating their environment. And that's how we still are. We are still creating our environment. So uh, let's just rejoice today. Praise God. Just give God some glory. Um, and anyway, for doing that, like people, people are like, well, I don't even know what what to give him glory for. Well, you know, man, you got breath. You got a heartbeat. You didn't come up with that by yourself. You know, you didn't make the sun come up today. He did all of that. And uh, and so just begin to praise him. Um, and just like I said, we're doing this not just to acknowledge what he's done, but to literally allow him to have access into the earth around us through our heart and our mouth. Praise God. Uh, well, today I was uh, thinking on some stuff actually last night. And, um, and one of the things I was thinking on was this something that I learned quite a while ago, but it really, it, it's, it's one of those things that literally has been, um, I don't know, it's a, a pivotal thing in walking things out in my life as a Christian. And, uh, and I, I guess the principle behind it is, uh, is probably called, you know, rehearsing the victories or something like that. And, uh, and that, that's, that's a good way to put it. Uh, but what we see the principle where, where we see it in the word is in David in, 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 uh, first Samuel 17, when David goes to fight Goliath and, here he is, you know, he's a young man, uh, he, you know, he goes up, and there's this giant there that, that is threatening everybody, and, and everybody's afraid, and of course, David's like, you dude, I'll totally take care of this guy, there, there's, there's like no reason for him to, to be standing there, and, you know, bringing, bringing great, great swelling words against the ch- children of God, and, uh, and this is what the, you know, the world still does this, the world still tries to intimidate the children of God with threatenings and these different things, and David was the only one that day that was standing on a covenant. He was the only one that day that was acknowledging the covenant that he had with God. They all had the same covenant. They were all children of Israel. I mean, you know what I'm saying? They were all they were all under the Abrahamic covenant. They were all under this covenant where God said that he would be their shield. He would be their reward. He would be the one who, who fought for them. He would be the one who did all these things. He, so everybody there had the same covenant. But David was the only one that actually came in that day aware of his covenant. And so... 
here we, we see that he didn't just say this uh, you know, just spontaneously, he said it because of his his daily awareness. And so, one of the things that is very paramount here is we have to we have to maintain an awareness of our relationship with our Father, and we do that by by, by being around Him. We do that by just being close with Him, by just spending time with Him every day. And setting our minds on things above, really purposing to think on heavenly thoughts and to say, okay, Father, what are we doing today in heaven? What's going on right now? You know, setting our hearts, setting our imagination, setting our minds on things above, taking that time. It doesn't have to take long. Uh, I mean, our, our relationship is all through the day. You know, we don't ever just walk away from God. We're continually speaking with him, continually conscious of what he's doing. At, you know, when we walk into a, a a restaurant or a shopping center or somewhere like that, when we're doing something, you know, out in public, we should always be just saying, okay, Father, what do we want to do here today? Because wherever we go, the kingdom goes. Wherever we go, God himself is in us. God wants to do something in that time, in that moment. And we just have to be aware. What, what are we doing today? Who do we need to talk to today? You know, who can I bless today? What can I, who can I pray for today? What can I, you know, and, and, you know, you might not, you might be, you know, like, uh, it kind of freaks you out, but just begin, you know, if you're not used to that type of stuff, just begin by picking somebody out, you know, at, at the gas station. And if you're like not quite ready to go up and lay hands on them or something, or even, even talk to them just in your own car. Pray over them. Begin speaking the blessing of God over them. Just begin to just stand in the gap for them. Just say, okay, I know they're a child of God. They've been bought with a price. Jesus came and died for them, and they have a call of God on their life, and they're, they're, they've been they've been made in the secret place, and God has great things for them. And just begin to speak over them and bless them. And, and there's a great tool uh, in that to, to begin to get sensitive to the Holy Spirit about you know, maybe who they are, you know, begin to ask the Holy Spirit, what specifically can I pray? He might tell you their name. He might tell you, you know, what, what's going on in their family, or he might bring up just, you know, words that you need to speak out over them. That's a great, um, I guess, uh, exercise, <coughs> excuse me, it's a great exercise to, uh, to just get sensitive and sharpen, you know, uh, what you're doing in the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and like I said, hey, if you're wrong, you know, you're just sitting in your car. There's no, nobody's getting hurt by that. Nobody's getting offended. Nobody's, you know, there to, to say, oh, nope, you missed it. You're of the devil or whatever, you know. It's it's just, it's that, it's giving a place in, in your heart to begin to, to exercise things. And, um, and, you know, maybe we'll get, we'll probably get that another cast here pretty soon. But, uh, but that's just a great way to do that. And so I'm just saying, stay, stay sensitive to your covenant that all day long, you're only here on this earth to bring heaven into the earth. And David, he had an understanding of a covenant that everybody there had, but he was aware of it and he was ready to exercise the covenant, you know, and, uh, and, you know, just because, you know, obviously me and my wife, we're married, we have a covenant, but just because we have a marriage license and we have rings on our fingers doesn't mean that that automatically makes us covenant-minded. You know, you, you have to change how you think after you get married. You have to change, you know, how you do things because now you're not doing things for just you individually. You're doing things as a couple. So you're doing things for two people and you're not just making commitments without asking the other person. You know, you're, you're literally thinking past yourself and you begin to think based on the other person and that might take some adjustment because honestly i've met all people who've been married for years and years and years and man there's so many people who are still so selfish they just don't know how to think outside of their own self and inside of a covenant and it's because they never exercised that so 
This is how we do it every day. We just walk through life, and we're we're we're, we're carrying a covenant with us, and we're we're constantly putting a demand on our heart and our mind to think like covenant people, and to say, okay. Okay, who am I right now with God in me? Who am I right now knowing, fully aware that God is in me and he's in me so he can express himself to people around me? He's literally in me to change the world around me. That's why he's here. And so, anyway, David, though, he he walks up and he says this, and he's like, hey, I, I'll deal with this Philistine. This, this guy is an uncircumcised Philistine. That's what he calls him, uncircumcised, which means he doesn't have a covenant with God. That's what he was saying. This guy's uncircumcised. He's a, he's he's a, he has no covenant. He has no right to say what he's saying to covenant children. And and so uh, we know that Saul um, in First Samuel chapter seventeen, um, you know, Saul is addressing him, and he's like, "No, you're not. Uh, you're not ready to do that." You know, that's in the verse verse thirty three. Saul's like, "Yeah, you're Saul. You're you're a, you're a youth. This guy's been trained up to kill people from his youth. You know, and um, and of course, David wasn't even a military guy. He was." wasn't in training to, you know, be in battle. You know, he was a shepherd boy, and he just came to deliver some some cheese and bread or whatever. And so he's, you know, like your, your Uber driver or whatever these days. That's all he was doing, right? And so he shows up, and he's like, dude, I'll take care of this. And uh, and Saul's, Saul's questioning his ability because Saul's looking at David through the eyes of natural ability, and David knows the whole time, I'm not going to do this based on natural ability. I'm going to do this based on the power of God that's on the inside of me. And this is something that we continually have to, we have to train our hearts and minds in every situation to stop looking at natural ability. Stop looking at, you know, in what natural channel will this get done? And, uh, and you know, it's, in other words, God God wants to do things through us, not not just because of us. You know what I'm saying? He's In other words, he's not doing it, he's not doing it, uh, you know, because I'm strong. He's doing, he's using his strength through me to do something. And and I am a carrier of his strength, praise God. And because I have a covenant, you know, this can flow through me, but he's not doing it based on my natural physical ability. And uh, and so um, David, I love what his next statement, he, he talks about, he says, well, he goes, David responds because Saul talks about natural ability, and David responds about the fact that he, he killed a lion and a bear. And so David says to Saul in verse 34, Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him, and I smote him and delivered it out of the mouth of him. And when he rose against me, I caught him by his, his beard and smote him and slew him. The servant that both, that both slew the lion and the bear and this uncircumcised Philistine will be as one of them, seeing that he has defied the armies of the living God. So here he is. He says, he goes, I know how this is going to work because of a lion and a bear. And so this is the principle that, that I got a hold of, I mean, it was quite a few years ago, but this is this has literally changed things for me in such a way. Uh, learning how to rehearse victories. Now, David, the he looks at this giant. He's never even probably seen a giant like this. I don't know, but I assume he hasn't uh, because everybody else was so afraid of this giant. This was not a, this was not an everyday thing they saw. Um, somebody this big, somebody this strong, and yet David, he's like, uh, I know what's going to happen here because there was a lion and there was a bear, and now a lion and a bear don't look anything like a giant. They don't look anything like a giant. They're they're not they're not built the same. They don't fight the same. They don't you know there there's a there's a totally different 
you know thing going on between when he was with his sheep and this situation. And yet David goes, I've already been prepared for this because of a lion and a bear. I'm ready for this. I, I know exactly what's going to happen here because of a lion and a bear. So the lion didn't look like 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 this. The bear didn't look like this. But David knew that that he'd already been prepared for this. And so he 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 brings up he rehearses victories that tells him what's going to happen in this situation. And I tell you, this is one of the most powerful things we can learn to do is rehearse victories, not from a place of just remembering something that happened, but from knowing who we are in Christ, knowing how big God actually is. And uh, I tell you, one time this was, uh, I mean, quite a few years ago, quite quite a long time ago, uh, I was living in Tulsa. I remember... um, I was I was driving down the road and I I was really going through something really emotionally and mentally uh, because basically there was people that I worked with this time I worked at Pizza Hut and uh, in in Broken Arrow Oklahoma actually not in Tulsa but in Broken Arrow right outside of, of Tulsa and uh, and so I, I, I was working at, at, at Pizza Hut and um, and you know anyways there were some people there and they had they had basically just just lied about me just totally lied about me and uh and it was one of those things where i don't know it really it really just hit me you know it really hit me hard and i'm not you know an overly emotional type of guy and all this but still it's like when, when somebody just just accuses you and lies about you but you know of course this was behind my back this was just things i heard um and at the time i was i don't know i wasn't you know i was maybe 21 or something i don't remember how old i was probably about 21 or something like that and uh and uh, it just really hit me, and it, and it was, you know, they were accusing me of things that I was thinking, man, you know, if, if people believe this and it's it's out there, you know, then this is really going to affect my relationships with people because none of this wasn't even true, you know. And, and the, the you know, of course, the funny thing is, you know, looking back at it, you're going, okay, well, you know, you know, how many times have people lied about me since then? I don't even know, you know. I mean, there's so many, you know, when you get in the ministry, and it's not even people from people in the ministry, but, you know, people from just in different, you know, paths of your life, you know, accusations are just a part of it. Uh, Jesus was accused all the time of doing things he never did. He was blasphemed. He was, you know, dishonored. He was lied about. You know, he, he was unjustly, you know, crucified. You know, there, there was uh, a lot of unjust things that were said about Jesus. And so if you want to just walk with the things of God, you know, um, you know, hey, just join the club type of a thing. You know, you're you're in good company if if people are lying about you and accusing you. The devil is the accuser of the brethren, and uh, and that is one of his main tools. Now he doesn't accuse us before God anymore. Uh, he doesn't have a place with God to accuse us anymore. But he accuses us between before each other. So he accuses us one to another. And so anyway, this was happening. And it was really disturbing me. And I was like, I was, I don't know, I was, it was just weighing on me. You know what I'm saying? It was like there was a weight on me and it was, it was consuming my thoughts. And, and, uh, and I was trying, you know, I was literally trying to cast it over. I was trying to, uh, you know, just do what I knew, know to do as far as just be like, okay, man, you know, I, what am I, I, I can't do anything about it anyway. You know, even if you go and start defending yourself, um, you know, that's, that's usually a futile effort because these people have already made up their mind about certain things. And, you know, you're, you're just trying to wrestle with flesh and blood at that point generally. And it's like, it's not worth your time. Uh, but um, you do what the Lord tells you to do. And so anyway, I was I was driving down the, down the road. And actually, I was headed toward Pizza Hut. And I remember it was at night. And um, I'm just driving down the road. I'm, I'm several miles from Pizza Hut. And 
I begin to, uh, I'm, I'm just thinking, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm, you know, kind of hacked off, obviously, that, that people are accusing me of stuff and, and uh, all this. And I'm thinking of all the, you know, what the results of this could be, consequences could be, you know, and everything else. And I'm just, I don't know, I'm just not in a good place. Well, then uh, I just really felt like I was supposed to do this. I'm supposed to rehearse victories. And I'm like, okay, you know, I just need to rehearse victories. I don't know you know, how to overcome this in the flesh. I don't know. You can't, you can't stand up and, you know, defend yourself to any kind of, you know, it's not going to help any. So I was like, okay, Lord, what do I need to do here? And and he just, I just really felt like he came up and said, just rehearse some victories. And honestly, my mind was so consumed with the problem that I didn't even know where, where to begin. I didn't even, I didn't, I literally, I didn't even know what victory I could possibly rehearse because I was so like face to face with the problem. And, and if that's, if that happens, don't worry about it. God's bigger than that. He knows what your mind's doing. He knows, he knows what you're, what you're, what's consuming you. He knows what's going on, but there's always a way. There's always a way for you to, to, to make a switch. And God knows right where you are. And he is not condemning you, and he is not calling you unspiritual, or he's not, you know, criticizing you for lack of faith or something like that. He wants to help you out of that. And what we need to do is we need to be really honest with him. And I was in my car, I'm driving, I'm like, Lord, honestly, I don't mean I don't want to sound like a jerk or be ungrateful, but I honestly don't even know where to, where I don't know what to say, what to rehearse right now. I just I don't I don't have anything like that just springs up to mind because this 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 problem is yelling at me in my mind and my emotions and uh and it's okay to to uh you know be honest with god but be honest not just to be a victim to it but be honest to to allow him to give you the way out and that's where i was i was like okay lord here's where i'm i know you're bigger but my goodness I, i need your help on this you know and he's he is a very present help, praise God, and uh, and you know we we it says he you know, we have helped in, in time of need. That's where that's when we need it, and that's when he's there. If we go to him and actually are honest with him, and allow him to help us. Now, so in that moment, I was like, what? Where do I even begin? And uh, and and honestly, the Lord said, well. Uh, you're saved, right? Start there. Just start with your salvation. I'm like, well, that's a pretty good thing to thank God for. Durr, you know what I'm saying? It's like, come on. I, w- there was a t- I was going to hell, and now I'm going to heaven. I was a child of the devil, and now I'm a child of God. And so I begin to, and, and I say it all the time, you got to let things come out of your mouth. Don't just think on things. Speak on things, because you don't battle thoughts with thoughts. You battle thoughts with words. And so I, and I'm in my car. I'm driving. I begin to talk. Okay, Lord, I just thank you. You understand? My Emotionally, I'm, I'm messed up. You know, mentally, I'm just fighting things, but out of my mouth, I begin to rehearse. Okay. You know what? I I was saved. I would praise God. I was saved. I didn't I didn't know I I mean I I just began talking about how glorious it was and how how amazing God is and how his grace is so good and he saved me even when I was a sinner he died for me and right when I began doing that another thing came up that that I could thank him for. And I began thanking him for that one and then another one came up. I began thinking and I began just 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 rehearsing victories and victories and talking about how many times he healed me and how many times he blessed me, how many times he rescued me, how many times he 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 just did he used me. How many times he he you know all his faithfulness in my life and then i tell you i just it just get got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and i'm just i'm driving in my car and i'm just shouting and i'm just like glory to god and i'm just shouting and i'm just you know just just rehearsing victories and just i'm right in the moment of it and and then god like he almost like shut me off midstream i'd been just doing it for a couple minutes he shuts me off like midstream and he goes okay he goes and what does this problem over here look like now? What does this problem about the accusations look like now? And I literally, I began to laugh so hard. I go, oh, that's nothing. 
You've done all this for me. You did all this before me, before I was ever even, even a, a twinkle in my mom's eye. Before I was ever born, you did all this for me. You've did all this before me before the foundations of the world. And this is nothing. And I just, I literally, from that point, I, I could literally just speak to those things and begin to, to command things to bow their knee. And I had the victory in that moment. And I, uh, and not maybe a minute or two later, I was actually pulling into Pizza Hut and, uh, and I, I just, I shut off my car, I walked in the door and, uh, uh, Joyce, she was the assistant manager at the time there. And, uh, uh, she, she sees me and she goes, what have you been doing? And I go, I don't know. What do you mean? And she goes, you're just like glowing all over the place. And I go, I, I, she goes, your light, your, your face is just lit up and you're just like glowing. And, uh, and I go, I just been with Jesus. That's all, you know? And, and she goes, well, I can tell it. She goes, you are literally shining. It's like, it's like illuminating. And I was like, well, praise God, you know? And, uh, but, and the thing is, I didn't have to do one thing to even fight that contest for, 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 you know, my own reputation or anything else. God, I, I made a way for God to be Lord over that situation. And he was, and, and, you know, the, the, it's just, it's just, my God, he's so good. Um, but one thing about the, the the lion and the bear, it didn't look like the giant, but David knew that he'd already been prepared for that day. He'd been prepared for that day by things that didn't look like that situation, and he was more than enough for that day. And and I just want to encourage you today. Man, when, when things come up, realize that, that you have already been prepared for today by, by what God has done in you yesterday. He's already done things in you yesterday that actually gave the DNA of this victory. The DNA of this victory was already walked out by what you've done yesterday and the day before. But we have to begin to just rehearse those victories. We have to begin to allow God's God's bigness, God's, God's majesty, God's power to be bigger than any situation that we're currently in. And I tell you, he is so big. He just wants, to, it says when we humble ourselves like that, when we humble ourselves past what we feel and past what we think, and we begin to give him glory, it's not for his benefit, but it's for ours, so he can exalt us, it says, in due time. He wants to lift us up above those things so that we can see what it really looks like to be see with him in heavenly places where everything else looks so small. And I tell you, that's the place that we speak in authority. A lot of times people are, are, are like, you know, doing all kinds of stuff. They're, they're speaking the name, pleading the blood, taking authority, binding and loosing, which are all good things to do, but they're doing it from the wrong position. They are not yet seated in authority. They're not doing it from authority. They're doing it from need and crisis and fear. And so rehearse the victories, know who you are, stand on the covenant, and, and, and allow God to show you who you are in that situation. And from that place, that's where you speak. Praise God. Well, let's just go to wrap it up. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for today. We thank you, Lord God. This is the day the Lord has made. We're going to rehearse those victories, Father God, and we're going to allow you to show us who we are as covenant children. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us today on Wisdom and Stuff. Don't forget to subscribe to get new updates and check out our podcast page on Podbean to find all our previous posts and full-length messages. We'll see you next time and have a blessed day.